You've reached your destination. Welcome to Harmonic Headspace. Music for your psyche. Let's do this! Happy Sunday, everybody! So happy to be here. Welcome to Harmonic Headspace. This is the icing to the cake that is your weekend. And here we are in August, first Sunday in August. Is it? I thought it was the second Sunday in August. Second Sunday in <laughs> August. <laughs> last, last week you, you started by saying this is not only the first Sunday in August, but it's the first Sunday in the month. <laughs> second Sunday in August. <laughs> yes. Very nice. And uh, so we had an awesome show last week with um, Radiohead Deep Dive. I felt very fulfilled. I don't know if, uh, how many of you guys listened to the show, but I listened to it twice <laughs> yeah it was good i liked it yeah it was our own little spin on the greatest hits plus yeah yeah and we got some good feedback too afterwards uh so i think some people learned some stuff about radiohead and it was pretty cool and this week what is this week all about this week is all about songs that are the same in title but different so yeah, I'll try to come up with a, a cute little name for I like, know, yeah. like a double entendre or like double jeopardy but I, we actually have i think we have three songs for a couple of them so yeah. uh just i don't know I, I never came up with a good name so that's what it's about we're, yeah. gonna, we're gonna have different songs with the same title yeah and we have some uh special guest stars here tonight we have laura love oh my hello <laughs> and uh yeah say hello we'll get them to your hello. mic and we have b ren say hello hello joshua <laughs> So you guys should move the the mics closer to you, so you don't have to do do a full like sit up. Do a full sit up together. <laughs> <laughs> we're yeah. a little amateurs right now. Yeah, yeah. it's okay. Just we don't know what we're doing. It's okay. Just keep <laughs> talking into the mic. He's like, start asking about my chocolate sweaty balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so NPR. We, what we, are we doing we here? We're trying to have that. Yeah. That tone. That's the vibe, right? <laughs> yeah. Sweaty balls. B Ren has her vest on. Oh. We like we like sweaty balls. Are we gonna talk about macrame later? Oh yes, definitely. Right. Oh yes. <laughs> By the way, happy birthday, Josh. Who? Happy birthday, Josh. I love you. Uh, Prosty. Happy birthday, Prosty. Thank I love you. you. Thank you. 32. This guy's getting up there. I know, yeah. I'm <laughs> He's not catching up to me. Yeah. Another year. Yep. You know, I'm not even in my last year of my 40s. I have plenty of time to relax and be young. So, yeah, I'm happy. It's a nice day today. I kind of floated in the pool a little bit and went out to dinner with you guys. That was cool. Very yeah, nice. that was good. Yeah. So uh, let's talk a little bit about the music. Um, we have, so yeah, we call it double entendre, but it's really, it's not covers. It's the two songs that are, have the same name, but they're, the songs are completely different. Um, so why don't we jump right in to A Little Brown Sugar. <laughs> Thank you. 
All right. That was Brown Sugar by the Rolling Stones, following Brown Sugar by ZZ Top. And please give us a call. Text us. Let you know. Let us know what you think about our selections here. If you have some ideas about uh, the theme, let us know uh, what you got. And uh, maybe we already have it. Maybe we can pull it out of a hat. Uh, but you got to call us here at uh, the, the A-Brews listener line at 617-829-9283. Or you can text us at 617-764-9283, which spells WAVE, here at WAVE Radio Boston. Uh, presented by the West Dover Inn and the 1846 Tavern. Nicely done. Yeah, that was like a read. That was like an Olympic read. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> uh, you know, it's the tri- Yeah, the Olympics are over. I, I got the spirit. We're gonna keep it going. The Olympics are over. Yeah, closing ceremonies was today. Was it really? The U.S. won. We won. It- we won it. We win all the world wars, and, <laughs> and, and we win the Olympics. <laughs> Did we? So last I checked, we were like ahead in all medals, but behind China in gold. Nope, we took China out. Sweet. We took them out. Nice. It was great. Very nice. Yeah, I had fun kind of watching the Olympics. I always love the Olympics. The yeah. Summer Olympics especially, too. I mean, you know, you always the agony of defeat is always great. You know, in the, in the, in the Winter Olympics, like, you know, when speed they, skating when and somebody wipes out. People die on the and, ski hill, yeah. And they take <laughs> out, like, three or four people. Like, mm-hmm. that's always good. But mm-hmm. uh, in the Summer Olympics, is fun, too. And you, you can, there's some, you know, I saw some, some interesting dives, put it that way. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I saw some interesting <laughs> games. Like, they have handball. Yeah, I'm still not sure. I want to play that. I'm still not sure I follow the purpose of that. It seems like it's basketball, but not. But it's soccer, but it's not. Yeah, yeah. But it's like lacrosse, but it's not. Exactly. Yeah. And I, men's field hockey. I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, I didn't either. Yeah, it is. Did they wear squirts? <laughs> they didn't. They <laughs> should have, though. They had yeah. little sticks, though. I sound like a five-year-old. No, you don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys suck helium before you spoke into the mic? <laughs> No, no the two then they're because like, the mic is so far away from you. Yeah. You're leaning in. There you go. If you get closer, then you don't have to. Is like, this close enough? There you go. Because both of you are like, oh, we're gonna have our deep voices for the radio, <laughs> and then <they're> like, <laughs> yeah, this is Tweety Bird. <laughs> a foot away from the mic. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about brown sugar. First, let's talk about Dusty Hill. Dusty Hill, R.I.P. Uh, fantastic, yeah. uh, influential bass player for mm-hmm. ZZ Top who passed away recently. Uh, cheers to Dusty. That was uh, one of the great songs uh, by ZZ Top that he, uh, that he sings and uh, Brown Sugar from 1970. It was their first album, actually. Nice. Uh, yeah, their first record. Has anyone here ever seen ZZ Top before? Yes, I have. Nice. Who? Um, Black Rose opened up for Dis- ZZ Top, and oh. they were amazing. Nice. All of them. That was a famous tour. That they ended up the Black Rose. I'm a huge Black Rose fan. I think I mentioned that before. They got through. They got thrown off that tour for disparaging ZZ Top and the uh, the the corporate uh, beer company sponsorship. Yeah, they were they were so much fun, and I actually went to go see Black Rose, not ZZ Top. But the person that I went with knew and bi- was a big fan of ZZ Top. And um, when I saw ZZ Top, they were amazing. They were old back then, so they were probably cryptic now. And well, one had, of them's dead now. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now they are literally. They are, so he's yeah. in a crypt. Yep. So yes. And they were on this belt that that's how they danced. They were standing and they were just making the motion of dancing. 
but the belt on the stage was just like a conveyor them. belt or like yeah, yeah a conveyor, conveyor belt, belt. Oh, wow. okay. that's it was awesome so funny like a people mover from like, the airport no. and we were all blown away but it was awesome that's cool. So like the microphone was on there like and everything or they would just go out there when they were just playing and they would just go back and forth. No, the microphone went with them. It was like everything a went with them. <laughs> it was like a treadmill, yeah. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that Devo actually toured in uh, 84, I think. Uh, no, 80, 82. Uh, and they had treadmills. Like mm-hmm. they were performing on treadmills. Like that was part of their stage shout out. Yeah. That's Devo. that's Sorry, yeah. it's whenever anybody mentions treadmills on stage, I have to I have to bring out the Devo uh, well, new traditionalist was, tour. This was definitely a conveyor belt for sure, but yeah, <laughs> it was amazing. That's cool. So much fun. Nice. And then uh, we heard the Rolling Stones, Brown Sugar. The Rolling Stones, Brown Sugar from 1971, arguably the greatest year in the history of music. Ooh, Ooh. can you back that up with data? I just might be able to. Yeah. You'll have to tune in and find yeah. out. Yes. All right. So you're picking 71? Seems like I'm leaning that way, doesn't All it? All right. I'm picking 91. Oh, wow. Oh, two decades difference. Yeah. Wow. We have a, a roundtable coming up at the end. Is it this month? It's in it? September. I think we okay. moved it to September. Yeah. With uh, Astro, me, uh, John Anthony. Um, Keith from Linfield. Uh, Keith from Linfield and Eddie Dyer. Uh, so I'm psyched for Every single one of those guys, because if I don't know if you guys listen to Eddie Dyer's show or uh, John Anthony and Pete um, on the first wave on on uh, Thursday nights, uh, and uh, l- l- looking at the when's Eddie Dyer, what does it say on here? Uh, I don't see Eddie Dyer on the list. What's the deal? I have to look it up and then and then tell you because I don't want to say the wrong time. But Eddie Dyer's show is pretty cool too. Um, and, uh, so we all met on that, uh, when they had that, um, party, um, with all the GJs in here. And, um, I know it's going to be a great show with, with those two guys cause they, they're, they bring a lot of insight. So Eddie, uh, as a matter of fact, when I was talking to him, I was like, wow, you know, a lot, I would put you up against Astro for knowledge of music. Cause he was just laying out the facts. I was like, oh my God, pretty, pretty cool. So, and did, is he picking like. 2016 or so, like some yes. some late year yeah that's that's pretty bold yeah although totally. 2016 does have a couple of uh zingers there is this old david bowie's final album and whatnot uh, yeah but i'm not sure if that's the year he i thought it was a relatively late it, I th- it was, may have been 2016 yeah, i think it's 2016 uh, i just so. gave him one. Oh, there you go buddy excited to hear what he uh he comes up with so what years are you guys picking uh keith from linfield is doing 1979 i'm doing 1971 and your husband's doing 1991. And John Anthony's doing 1985. 85. 85. Yeah, you're going to like yes. John Anthony's. I like John Anthony. Yeah, he's he's got a good lineup. Yeah. So it'll, it'll be good. It'll be, uh, yeah, so it's going to be a good one. Uh, all right. So uh, let's... Uh, do you want to talk about this next one, Let There Be Rock, first, and the two people? Or yeah, yeah. Let's, actually, let's just do it, right? concert 14 years old and I thought them lasers were a spider chasing me on my way home got pulled over in Rogersville Alabama with a half ounce of weed and a case of sterling big mouth my 
Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. A little ACDC, little drive-by truckers, Let There Be Rock. That's both bands' idea on what a song named Let There Be Rock should sound like. <laughs> Very different. <laughs> Very different. And uh, what's cool about this one is the drive-by truckers, Let There Be Rock, was actually written about, well, about bands uh, and group, you know, artists that the singer, the songwriter, saw in concert as a kid and ones he didn't get to see. And uh, he was bragging about being able to see ACDC, Bon Scott, before he died. Nice. Because, like, and uh, so that's, what it, it, you know, it's Bon Scott singing Let There Be Rock Tour. So that was one of the proud moments. But he also, earlier in the song, talks about how he had tickets to see Leonard Skinner and uh, the show was canceled. And then, uh, you know, but it's like, no, hey, don't worry. You know, the, the show's been rescheduled for the Street Survivors Tour. And then the next line is, so I never saw Leonard Skinner, you know, never saw, you know. So it's, it's one of those things where, like, he talks about, like, the stuff he did see and the stuff he didn't see. And Let There Be Rock it was a big one. He talked about seeing uh, uh, Ozzy Osbourne with Randy Rhodes right before yeah. the plane crash. Yeah. So, like, it's, it's cool. Like, he... he you know, he says like he saw the Johnny Van Zant band. So like he hadn't actually seen Leonard Skinner because right. they, they died in the plane crash, or at least Johnny's brother did, which was really Leonard Skinner. But he saw the Johnny Van Zant band, not quite the same, but that's what you had left at that point. Mm-hmm. So I always love that song. And honestly, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of uh, ACDC's Let There Be Rock. But if you're gonna, you know, it's the same same title and the song My Drive By Trucker song is written about that one. So we went with it. Yeah, that was good. Uh, thank you, Pete. Uh, Pete says happy birthday. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, so yeah, I mean, who has seen the drive-by truckers? I have seen them very many times. Yeah, I I hear they're a um, they're like a following type band, right? I mean, yeah. they don't put out singles, and they're not in well, commercially uh, successful like that. That's not their choice, right? I mean, they would love to be commercially successful. Right. Um, they've gotten very political um, over since the Trump era started, um, they were always fairly overtly liberal, which is odd for a Southern band. Right. Um, but uh, it, it became, you know, more overt uh, than than the past when they, you know, just see things that they can't, you know, they, they just can't deal with. Yeah. And uh, now it's funny, like they have a long history, like uh, Patterson Hood, the lead singer and, and, and primary songwriter, his father, David Hood, was uh, the bass player in Muscle Shoals, Alabama. So like they oh, go cool. way back like in the music industry, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I bet they're probably my favorite band to see in concert mm. for the past fifteen years. Uh, they the, don't and they don't play big, uh, no not arena. They play not, clubs. They, they, big they, clubs. Yeah, they play big clubs. They play you know small sheds, and yeah. it's a very affordable think, affordable ticket. So yeah, nice. yeah. I think when they came around, it was either at the House of Blues or yeah, like, I seen them at the House of Blues. Yeah, yeah. So which is a it's a great venue to see. It's a fantastic yeah. venue. Yeah, I've seen pieces of them, you, like yeah. different guys from it, but not the, them as a band. Right, not yet, but oh, we they have, have tickets. Other, oh yeah, we have tickets. They have other um, like projects. Yeah, like uh, Patterson Hood does solo stuff. Mike Cooley does solo stuff. Those are two primary songwriters, and they together. You know how uh, the Rolling Stones are known as the Glimmer Twins, uh, Keith Richards and Mick Jagger. Mm-hmm. They're known as the Glimmer Twins. These guys go by the Dimmer Twins. <laughs> uh, and, and actually, it's funny. If we're going down the Twins road, Joe Perry and Steven Tyler are known as the Toxic Twins. Oh, really? Uh, from Aerosmith. <laughs> but yeah, so we saw the Dimmer Twins uh, actually just last week, right? Yeah, just last week. Uh, at the City Winery in Boston. Awesome show. Nice. Those guys, man, they, they play such great songs. They're such great songwriters. Yeah. Cool uh, venue, too. Yeah, that's yeah. a great venue. Yeah. Yeah. Where? Downstairs? 
Uh, I, I don't know. No, we just walked just in. No, off to the side. Oh, okay. When yeah. you first walk in. When you first yeah. walk in, you go off to the right. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a relatively small room. I mean, everybody was at small. tables. Yeah. There was probably a few hundred people there. Yeah. Great wine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. It was. It was a fun show. Nice. Uh, who here has seen ACDC? Uh, B. Ren again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have not. This have is not. showing my age, but for those about to rock was amazing and i think i might have been like i don't know 10 11 somewhere around that time frame (laughs) (laughs) and they actually said that the sound was the sound of like i don't know what kind of jets so like if you were in front of a jet and oh you mean the decibel level yeah yeah it was was like it was super crazy yeah yeah wow i mean my ears were probably ringing but at least the music was good like there are some really loud bands that suck yeah at least acdc is good <laughs> yeah mm. <laughs> and i think i might have snuck out when i went to go see that concert oh yeah, like you snuck 10? out the window yeah. to go see yeah. acdc yeah yeah uh, that's now that's a conversation wow. piece there who else has snuck to a concert before that was my only one i didn't i've no, never done my, it. my parents have. would drive me to concerts my parents would too at sometimes but one of them my parents were on a vacation I think they were in Hawaii for like their 30th anniversary or something. No, mom 20th. Mom and dad, Astorino, please. Yeah, so they, they, they were down for five minutes. No, so, so that, no, they know about this. Believe me, okay. they found out. Uh, it, it's, it wasn't subtle. I, I snuck off. I lived in Southern Connecticut at the time. I snuck off to Giant Stadium to see the Grateful Dead. How so that that's quite that's not out the that's, window. That's a big sneak. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I I mean it was obvious they were going to find over out. Some shit on the way out the door. <laughs> no, it was obvious they were going to find out, but I didn't care. It was the Grateful Dead, and I was seventeen, and it was worth it. Nice. Wow. I haven't seen ACDC um, or the Drive By Truckers, um, and I I don't think ACDC. Like I hear different things. Are they? Are they touring? I don't know. I, I, I feel yeah. like They're someone died. Yeah. Yeah, well, Malcolm Young died. Right. But uh, I, I think his nephew's taken over rhythm guitar. Okay. Brian, Brian Jones is back. Johnson. Johnson, yeah. John, was, <laughs> Brian Johnson's yeah, back. Brian Jones yeah. is not Brian back. Jones is, Brian not Jones back. is not back. He, he is not back. He no. is... Uh, not back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brian Johnson is back. Apparently, yeah. there's been a, some kind of medical breakthrough and, and is hearing... They, this same shit happened with Pete Townsend. I remember I saw... The Who playing Quadrophenia in Worcester, I think it was 94. And Pete Townsend was relegated to an acoustic guitar because he couldn't hear anymore mm. because of all the damage over the years. And then they came up with some miraculous uh, earpiece or something for him, and he can play electric guitar again in nice. concert. So it must have been something with Brian Johnson as well. I've seen Brian Johnson recently in like a, um, some kind of podcast, and I can't remember who it was, but I feel like it might have been Tom Morello. And his um, that would make sense. firepower. Yeah. Uh, but he looked really good. He looked happy. He was talking and smiling and joking around. And I was like, oh, cool. So, yeah, maybe maybe they come back. Yeah, I've never seen ACDC. I would, I would see them. Yeah, the problem, totally. The problem is, though, if you're going to go see ACDC, you're probably talking like $150, $200 for a ticket. Yeah. And I'd rather go see the drive-by truckers for 40 Right. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> makes sense. Uh, and you should come next time we go see them. The drive-by truckers. Yeah, because now, now you know you have multiple friends that are big fans of this band. Yeah, but uh, I don't love the music, and I feel like you have to know all the words. I feel like everyone in that place is going to know and be singing along all the words to that because 
that that's what they do right they have a following of people who know all the words so i've probably i'd have to like dive in and learn some shit and i'm not sure it's my thing but okay. uh we'll figure we'll figure it out no I, problem I, yeah i mean i'd go just for the party yeah here we go. All right. There you go. Come with us. There's always a party. B-U-R-N is uh, piping in on that. She's like, just for my wife. He said cheap tickets, right? What are we talking about here? <laughs> so uh, why don't we jump into this next rock uh, with one of the, probably the one of the most famous two, I think, in the, in the list. Here. I think these are going to be the most famous two, yeah. probably. All right. Let's jump in. Today my world, it smiles Your hand in mine, we walk the miles Thanks to you, it will be dark For you to me, I'm the only The sun refused to shine I would still be loving you Mountains crumble to the sea 
still be you and me.
Right, that was Sly and the Family Stone with their thank you. A pretty big hit and a funky-ass tune. Um, and that followed uh, Led Zeppelin's little ditty thank you as well. Also a very popular song. I think those, that, that might be our most popular grouping so far, certainly tonight, probably for the entire evening. I think so, too. But the next one coming up, I'm, I'm more excited for. I'm, just, I'm psyched because <laughs> I love both of these tunes. Yeah, but this one is good. Uh, Led Zeppelin, thank you. Um, when you walk into my house... The first thing you see is a big painting of a tree. And then when you get closer, you can see that it's the words to thank you in the shape of a tree, like right as you enter our house. Look at that. Nice. Pretty good. Yeah. And I pulled that. I pulled that song myself. I wasn't even thinking about that. That's a good one. I said, I'm like, I need I need to get Sly in here. Yeah. And that, that, that was the approach. That's what I did for some of the ones I pulled. I'm like, I need to get this band in here or this artist. And I tried to find a few. We others. didn't have Sly didn't on the work. funk night. Oh uh, no, I just meant tonight because oh, you can never have enough Sly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I think it's only the second time we've played Sly. Yeah, it probably yeah. is. Yeah, uh, yeah. We don't bounce genres as much as we can. As we, we as should. we like to think yeah. we should, right? Yeah, we we do stick to rock and alternative. But I mean, that show we did with the uh, the soul, the with, big band uh, that was yes, fun. That was great. Oh, and by the way. Eddie Dyer's is Double Click Radio, and it's on Sundays 12 to 2. And that's why I'm looking for Eddie Dyer on the on the show list here. I'm like, I, I can't find an Eddie Well, anywhere. he's not going to put his own name on the name of the show. Well, I wasn't much help because I didn't know the name of the show. So, I, yeah. I was, you know, it's my fault. Yeah. But I do know the name of Big Ben's show because his name actually is in the name of the show. Yes. And Big Ben's Soul Review is on Wednesday nights from 10 to midnight yeah. for some slow jamming, end of the day. 
Hump Day Action. Yeah. That's a great show. I, I I'll listen to that second in in the second sometimes or sometimes live. But um, you know when I cruise through our stuff. When I'm done, I'll be like, hey, you know what? I'm going to throw in some soul. Let's hear something actually good. Yeah. <laughs> throw in a big band. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice. So, uh, Sly and the Family Stone. I see it says, thank you. And then parentheses, Falatine me be mice elf again. Yeah. What the fuck is that? Cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> yeah. So, really? They just like wrote a little bit of nothing? No, it's for letting me be myself again. That's the song. Thank you for letting me be myself again. Uh, but he spelled it all all funky because cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> okay. It's nice. the inside joke that's kind of on the outside of the album. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. I like that. Uh, do we want to talk about Led Zeppelin and Sly and the Family Stone anymore? Or do you want to move uh, on? I don't think we need to. They're classic acts. We've talked about them both in the past. Uh, yeah. That, yeah, I think that's good. Let's let's get to some tunes who, here. Who, who's seen... Led Zeppelin and Sly. Oh yeah, that now okay. that's a good one. <laughs> I have not seen Sly and the Family Stone. I have seen as close as you're going to get to Led Zeppelin outside mm-hmm. of going to the O2 Arena for that one specific concert. I saw Page and Plant twice. Nice. I saw Page and Plant at the Old Garden. Yep, I saw the Old Garden. And I saw the Orpheum as well, Ooh. a smaller show. Nice. Um, no, actually, no. I think it, I think it. Hmm. I don't remember. I think I saw my great was one time and the other time was it was indoors. Mm-hmm. I thought it was the Orpheum, but maybe it was the Garden. So was they, didn't, they didn't tour that many times as Page Small difference between those two venues. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> when did uh, Page plant? It was like the early 90s, right? No, I, th- uh, I feel like it was... Like well, 93, 94. It, it was sometime in the 90s. I'm yeah. not sure if it was 93, 98, uh, somewhere between there. They were doing the cashmere there. thing. They had that the cashmere, right. Well, then they came out with an album after that, too. Like, well, Walking to Clarksdale or something. Hmm. I never got it. It was, it was new material. Yeah. Um, I just didn't have an awful lot of interest in any new material by Page and Plant, which kind of is silly to think about because those are the guys who wrote Led Zeppelin songs. Yeah, yeah. Or stole Led Zeppelin songs yeah. from blues men. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But I, I remember hearing it and being like, okay. It was underwhelming. It was like, yeah. I, I remember getting uh, the Coverdale Page album. Oh, that's right. I got that. I had that on CD when I was a kid, and uh, it wasn't as good as I would have hoped it would have been. Mm-hmm. Not as good as um, The Firm. <laughs> it wasn't actually it's funny as you say that we, we listened to the firm i had a, i got a, a seven inch single of radioactive that a buddy of mine in a bunch of singles he gave me that's a cell form and radioactive was on there so i cleaned it we spun it up i, I and i remember radioactive and i did not know the b-side and we wouldn't have played it on our show or maybe we did nobody will know what song i don't what? even remember the name of it yeah no i like satisfaction guaranteed it wasn't that nope um all right let's move into this next one It's all mixed up It's all mixed up 
All mixed up. That was 311, a debut. It's one of the one of my favorite bands that we haven't played yet on our show, and uh, I was very happy. Proce, he threw you know he threw threw a few ideas over to me earlier in the week, and that was on there. The cars in uh, 311, and I was I was so pumped. That was the best one that uh, that that you sent over. I like that. Yeah, I love 311, and I, I don't know why we haven't we haven't found a way to get them into more. They just haven't fit. It ha- they haven't fit. Um, it's hard because like they're not classic rock, yeah, and uh, not alternative. Well, they might, yeah. Nah, I mean, they're like ska. Alternative. But it was hard. As, like you know, we have a lot of themed shows, yeah, and like we're all themed shows. Yeah, exactly. When I say a lot, I guess yeah. I mean all. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to you know they don't necessarily fit in with a lot of stuff we're doing sometimes, yeah. Yeah. and uh, they certainly did tonight though because yeah. all mixed up is a great tune. Oh, and the, the cars, I think it's the last song on their first album. It is. Too. It is the last song. And that's uh, that's a great song too. Yeah. And I think they play that uh, all around the country, not just here in Boston. Play what? That all song? Up, yeah. But why is that a song? That no, I was, we were talking a few weeks ago about the Cars debut album, and we we're trying to wonder, like, you know, they play seven or eight of these songs right. on the radio around here. We grew up hearing them. Right. Is that because they're a local band, or if you were in San Diego, you would hear eight? Song from the Cars' first album on the classic rock radio station. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think the answer is that everybody knows those songs, but I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. We still need people to call in and tell us that answer. We do. Yeah. So it's uh, people want to always, whenever they're calling in, they're calling in about like, you know, other stuff that, so we just kind of shut them off. And like right now, there's, there's about 100 people on hold. 
but you know no one really wants to talk about what we're talking about now i see stuff about like ice cream and leather i don't know what all the shit is so wow. we're not gonna we're not going there i don't know so not, anyways not tonight <laughs> why so, it's my birthday exactly this is the night for gummy bears and leather right <laughs> nice <laughs> nice 311 all mixed up that was from their big commercial breakthrough uh self-titled 311 i think that came out in 95 mm-hmm. that was a big hit they uh they broke through with that their their single uh down yes and i think all mixed up was the second single and that was a down was a good tune it was a, it was a relative hit but it definitely caught the attention of uh college crowd and then all mixed up came out and it was a legitimate pop smash hit yep so uh yeah, it's great to get some 311. We'll, we'll figure out a way to get some more of them in here. Absolutely, they, yeah. They have yeah. some elemental sounding songs. Yeah, too. actually. So so Astro had a good idea for a show, The Elements, like songs about earth, air, fire, and water. Yeah, earth, wind, and fire <laughs> and water. <laughs> no, but actually it's funny because it came out of uh, having to cull some songs for tonight's show. So, you know, we, yeah. can't, we can't go all night here. We're getting too old for that. And uh, um, we had one that was fire. And yep. we have like four fire songs yep. ranging from like, you know, uh, Arthur Brown's like old school 60s fire to like the Black Pumas like fire that came out like last year, the year before. Um, Hendrix. You know, Hendrix, you know, uh, Bruce Springsteen does a, a fire. So there's plenty of them. But, yeah, that's right. you know, that's a lot of stuff that. It's a lot like, of fire. It's a lot of fire. So we're like, fuck it. We're going to cut it. And if we're going to cut it, let's think about we can open it up and we can have songs about all the elements yeah we'll have like a water section and yeah I, i'm psyched already yeah we'll see so yeah. yeah no fire songs tonight sorry folks so how about maybe the ladies will pick an element and they can like you know brenda you can be fire sounds good <laughs> I, I i really don't have anything to add sorry <laughs> laura can certainly be wind when we, when we oh yeah she Thanks. can break it oh, when we turn off now. the air <laughs> jesus <laughs> Oh, Can't take me anywhere. So mean. Now, when we turn off the on-air sign, they're yapping. When we turn it on, they're shutting up. They have nothing to add. We're not. We're we're boring and we're hogging the microphones. Okay. No, I mean we we were talking about you know what concerts have we seen and I've never seen the Cars, unfortunately, yeah. nope. but nope. I did see Three Eleven. When? Uh, I don't know. It was a Killington year. Who knows? It was what? up at Killington. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. It was one of those. At the, the Wobbly the Barn? Wobbly Barn, yep. 311 oh. at the Wobbly Barn. Wobbly Barn with mang, mang, what is it? Goombay Smash or something yeah, like that. Yeah, Goombay Smash. Goombay Smash. Smash. I never heard of them. Who are they? No, it's not a band, it's man. It's a drink. It's a oh, drink. it's a drink. <laughs> In a mason jar, and it was delicious. So oh, great show that, then. Dude. High energy. Very. Goombay Smash time. I saw that dude, man. <laughs> No, you guys don't know Cheech and Chong. All right. Uh, why don't we jump into this next one? Uh, yeah, why don't you guys stick around and listen to this day?
and help me to end the day. And if you don't mind, we'll break a bottle of wine. Stick around, and maybe we'll put one down. Cause I wanna find what lies behind those eyes.
Yeah, I love that song. That's one of my favorite U2 songs. So we just heard Stay. Before that, we heard Stay. (laughs) And before that, we heard Stay. Three stays by three Rock and Roll Hall of Fame legends. Absolutely. Yeah, so let's talk about Stay first by U2. (laughs) Well, that's the newest one of the three that came out in the 90s. That was on Zuropa. Um, which was their midway point to going off the cliff of crazy dance bullshit. (laughs) Um, They started, uh, it was funny, we were just talking about this while I was playing, uh, that jangly guitar sound that The Edge sort of patented. Um, When did he start with that? When did you first notice it? (laughs) Okay, so I think that was Unforgettable Fire, and I had goosebumps when he started with Pride. I think that was the song, right? That's the name of the song. And um, I remember I was in like the first three rows. I I forgot which row I was in. But um, I think it was Bono that asked who who can play any instrument. And, um, you know, a few people were like, yeah, me. And he pulled one guy up and then and then another guy came up and then someone gave one of the guys the edges guitar. And then the edge basically said, okay, play this tune and play this whatever. I don't know. I don't know the real terminology, but it was like, do, 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 whatever. And then he's like, okay, now play it faster. 
and then someone else, like a roadie, came out and gave the edge another song, another guitar, and then they started playing together, and all of a sudden it opens up to pride in the name of love, and we all freaking jumped up and we're like, holy shit! This kid who is like right next to me just ran up up on the stage, and he's being taught and tutored by the edge, live. playing live on stage. On stage. <laughs> And I mean, I was bawling. That was probably one of my first times I actually cried at a concert. But it was, I think, at Civic State, Civic Center at Providence. Providence yeah. Civic Center. Oh, yeah. Providence Civic Center. Center. And also that night, um, the beams on the Civic Center was were, were falling. And so the first five rows, we had to like evacuate. Oh my God. And, oh, the, wow. and, and Bono was like, every, he, he was, I forgot what song he was playing, but he was like, shh, shh. Everyone, quiet, quiet, quiet. And we're like, wah! And he's like, no, 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 quiet, quiet, quiet. And so finally, the whole stadium is, is, is quiet, right? And he's like, I don't want to alarm anyone, but the first five rows has to evacuate because the beams above you are about to fall. <laughs> and we're like, what? And we're like, wah! And they're like, no, no, quiet, quiet, quiet. And, and so we, we're out of coffee. So we evacuated. <laughs> we evacuated, and uh, we came back like a half hour because they did something, and then concert went crazy wow. and it was like wow. yeah it so was so freaky. i didn't get past this first part when you said <laughs> third row for a u2 concert yeah. so i mean this was unforgettable file mm-hmm. fire tour so i mean you must have paid like 15 20 dollars for those tickets. yeah no kidding uh, oh five cents for, for yeah. third row I yeah mean, yeah it that's was amazing awesome. it was amazing yeah that nice. was, those are the days that when you actually could call ticket center right and mm. like redial and redial and redial oh, yeah. and get your freaking tickets and mm. you didn't have to be a corporate whatever america right to get like those thousand dollar tickets for free right because that's all yeah, how yeah we, you just those, call, those don't, call ticketron right it was it was cool but yeah that was i think that might have been my second concert so wow. so the edge has been doing his jangly thing for a long time yeah yeah that's, but it, it but it means something to no me. exactly but I mean, I think my, I just want to like qualify my comment about them being the midway point through going off their, their dance cliff. I think what I can tell is, you know, he started that back then, probably the early mid eighties. And by the time the eighties were ending, he was still using that. And like where the streets have no name and a variety mm-hmm. of other songs. And I think that's where they sort of had to blow things up and, and reinvent themselves for Octung baby. Yep. And I think you hear less of that sound you do. on those next three albums. Yep. Um, and that was sort of my point. Octoon Baby, honestly, is my favorite U2 album. I think because they went off in a different direction mm-hmm. and tried something new and it worked. Yep. And Zuropa, similar direction, worked not as well, but it still worked. And then I think they just went a little bit too far with pop and it didn't really... Yeah. Like, like So they have, they have they had a few good songs on there, mm-hmm. but Disco a lot of it a was... Great, great song. A lot of it was very forgettable and it just yeah. felt very forced. Yeah, If God Would Send His Angels is another good one. The bass on that's ridiculous. Um... And I love uh, um, Zuropa too. I mean, I didn't love it when it first came out for the same reason you were just talking about, where it was like kind of too dancey. And I was Lemon like, Lemon is ah. fucking killer, though. Yeah, Lemon is such Lemon. a great song. That it's talking about bass lines, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, there's some good songs in there. And then, um, like, I don't like the songs of innocence and and those things. Yeah, but, no. You skipped over their second best album, though. No line on the horizon. All that you can't leave behind. Oh, that's a great. That's that's great my set. That's my. It's, I know it's not their second best, but it's my. Through. It's my second favorite. Yeah, it's Octoon Baby. All that you can't leave behind, and everything else beyond that is, you know, I like War a lot. 
you know, obviously yeah. Joshua Tree is really good, but for me, those two stand head and shoulders above the rest. Nice. Yeah, I like uh, Joshua Tree. And I know that's probably an unpopular opinion. I mean, not not mm-hmm. Octoon Baby people like that, but mm-hmm. no. But I I really love like more the raw YouTube War YouTube Boy. October. All of those, so, oh my God! They're, they're I love a Two Hearts Beat as one. It's yes. such a driving yeah. tune. And the B sides for all of those are just fantastic. That's right. We played. Uh, didn't we play Summer Rain a couple of weeks ago? Uh, three Sunrises. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yep. That's uh, sorry, yeah. folks. I wanted to play Summer Rain. I got overruled. Uh, <laughs> that's a good one. It's on the EP um, Wide Awake in America. Right. Which so is what Bad came from, and that's what Wide Awake is all about. I love Bad. That's one of my favorite YouTube, mm-hmm. maybe my second or third favorite YouTube song. I do like that one quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So, Percy and I, before we got married, we used to always talk about, you know, what songs or what what our lives would be as an album, right? And we used to like come up with how we started and and then how we met and then how we would want what songs we would want when we died right like what songs would be played and the um, soundtrack of our lives yeah basically yeah and that was really cool that and and i think what we we we, one of our 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 gifts for everyone when i forgot how you call those like the wedding gifts we ended up making like a wedding cd and we gave that to everybody. Favor. That's it. Yep. Favor. favor. I remember that song. Mm-hmm. A parting gift. It was great. Parting gift. Yeah. And we that's what it was. We put sound all the like the songs that of our lives through like one of it was uh, more about our relationship. Yeah. Though, yeah. We heard Los Fabulos Cadillacs last night. Los Fabulosos Cadillacs. Yeah. 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 That's it. Uh, Gypsy Kings. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's talk more about Stay. Uh, we went uh, after before you two was David Bowie. David Bowie. So this is uh, Stay is the funkiest, one of the funkiest tunes. Golden Years is pretty fucking Golden funky pretty too. Funky. Yeah. yeah. But uh, one of the funkiest tunes from my favorite David Bowie album, Station to Station, which came out in 1976, uh, and famously uh, he, he was he said that he didn't remember making that album. Um, that was 1976 was the final year before he got sober. Uh, he famously moved to Berlin in 77, got sober, made a, a couple of moderately acclaimed records. Um, but Station to Station came out in 76, and uh, it has my favorite song of his, the title track, Station to Station, which is just a tour de force. But uh, it's just such a great album. It, the whole thing is great, and Stay is one of those, those funk workouts. And uh, we played a live version, one of the live versions of it here tonight, and... Uh, I just love that album. Love that song. Nice. Uh, Pink Floyd. Yeah, so this one is Stay. This is a Rick Wright song. Um, not one of their most known or popular songs, I've but one, one I've always loved. It's on Obscured by Clouds, the album that came out right before Dark Side of the Moon, which broke them wide open. Um, and I've always loved the song. And, you know, it's immediately when we started thinking about the concept of this, uh, of this uh, show, the first one that popped in my mind was Stay. And knowing I had three songs that I really liked that we could play. Yeah. So even though nobody else knew that Pink Floyd song, I did, and I liked it a lot. So <laughs> sorry for putting you all through that, but no, I probably cool. do that every week. Yeah, it's cool to hear, like, I mean, that's what we what we want to hear. We want to hear bands that we like, but a song we never heard before. It's all good. Why don't we jump into this next one? Let's go crazy. We are gathered here today to get through this thing called life. 
Electric word, life, it means forever, and that's a mighty long time. But I'm here to tell you, there's something else. The afterworld. A world of never-ending happiness. You can always see the sun. Day or night. So when you call up that shrink in Beverly Hills, you know the one. Doctor, everything will be alright.
I'm entertaining the people, and I'm also, as Sir Collins, is calling for peace in the carnival and love. My and also, all the youth, the young generation of today, I am begging them, and I'm preaching to them, and I'm selling my record, I'm selling clothes, I'm selling cloth to help the young generation of England today. Black, white, pink, blue, you name it. And all you millions out there, come down and have a nice time. The carnival is nice. They're squeezing everybody up, but we're having a great time here. One of us who get a ear, or we are little happy who is on this earth today to make peace and love within the world and also to help the young generation of tomorrow. 
understand me? That means we don't want no war at this carnival this day. All we want is just peace, love, happiness, and joy for that. We just want peace, love, and happiness. Yeah, that was a clash with Let's Go Crazy, a much, much uh, less known Let's Go Crazy than the one before it, which yeah. uh, this guy Prince put on uh, this movie that he did. Prince. Is that Rainbow Revolution. Bridge or something? What was that? What? Is that Rainbow Bridge? No, that was That's Purple That's where Rain. dogs die. No, didn't he make a... Graffiti the, Bridge. Graffiti mean? Bridge. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. That movie sucked. Yeah, it did. <laughs> But Let's Go Crazy was in Purple Rain, and that was not shitty at all. That was good. Yeah. And I've always, that was my probably my favorite Prince song. I've always loved that tune. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was a good one to be able to play. And uh, The Clash, obviously, uh, tons of different songs to choose from for them. Came very close. My initial, my initial list here had The Clash's Four Horsemen and Metallica's Four Horsemen, but I thought that might have been a little aggressive. <laughs> uh, no, I, that would have been great. That would have been good. That would oh, been great. Wow. So you had to sit through a, a Clash tune from Sandinista that you never heard before. Sorry about that. But thank you for Prince. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's all good. And, and uh, I was going to say we can we can play it next time. Uh, we can play it. We can we can find a way to get Metallica in here because, along with Three Eleven, that's another band that I love. You you like Metallica, right? Oh yeah. It's that we haven't been able to fit in for some reason. So we'll we, figure something we out. We got to get. We gotta challenge ourselves to get Metallica. Like a here. great Metallica song that's not like one of the really well known tunes. Although it's hard because people who like Metallica yeah. know all their fucking tunes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the the Black Album was the one where they have all the hits. And well, we're not playing anything from the Black exactly, Album. Exactly. Right. And then one, or the one, and Justice for All after that. But then otherwise, they're they're hit. They don't have hits, right? I mean, they have like following. I can guarantee you one thing I will not be recommending is for our Elemental show that we're going to in the future be doing, I will not be recommending Trapped Under Ice because that is a song that has not aged well at all. Trapped Under Ice? What is that? From Ride the Lightning. I don't remember By Metallica. So that's what we're talking about. We were talking Metallica. We're going to go be deep. All right. Nice. I like it. Although I know, actually, I know which song we're going to use for Elemental Metallica. I absolutely know what it is. I'm not going to say it, though. Nice. So what we're talking about is we're going to do a show where either songs or bands have uh, or have the ele- one of the elements in there. Fire, mm. water, w- wind, air, air or wind. I don't know. If yeah. we want to play some air supply, we can bend it a little bit. <laughs> and uh, earth or yeah. uh, probably yeah. earth. Yeah, call earth, it. yeah, yeah. But, I mean, if, if it's like dirt, we can say dirt. That's well, you earth. know, dirt. That, that yeah. dirt didn't Which make we, the cut here tonight, we, guys. Yeah. Sorry, we had a, we had three dirt songs and they they got axed. It's just the way it goes. Yeah, yeah, we didn't not enough time. But that, I mean, dirt I think would qualify as an element. It's you know absolutely. I, mean? mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. So all right, uh, we have to get through some more music. So that's not a bad thing.
This is Harmonic Headspace. Welcome. Uh, we are broadcasting live from the WRB studios presented by the Westover Inn in 1846 Tavern. Uh, we just heard Rocket. And before that, we heard Rocket. And what we canceled was yet another Rocket. Yeah, Herbie Hancock, unfortunately. Yeah, it spelled a little differently. It was enough to nix them. Oh, that's right. It was Rock It. Rock It versus uh, Rock At. Yeah, get that out of here. Get out of there, Herbie. <laughs> we'll have to find some other reason to get you in here. Uh, we we played Herbie. We played Watermelon Man. Oh, we'll play more Herbie. Absolutely. I, I love Herbie. Yeah. But not tonight. So we just heard Rocket from Def Leppard off of uh, uh, probably their com- most commercially their most successful popular, album. Right. Their most yeah. popular commercially successful album. Yeah, I mean, album. Pyromania put them on the map. Yeah. I think in following up Pyromania with Hysteria. Sorry. With hysteria, um, that that's a great follow up, right? I mean, but they paid the price for selling out. I mean, who remembers Adrenalize? Not me. No, n- there's like one good song on that. That's and what I'm saying. Th- they've actually put out like 500 more albums after that, and nothing sticks. But I mean, uh, you have to give credit where credit's due. I mean, in 1987, 88, you know, when Hysteria was out there, I mean. They had seven hit singles. Like Rocket was yeah. their seventh single off that album. Yep. I remember looking at the tape, uh, Keith from Linfield, uh, at his at his house when we were kids. Looking at the entire second side of the tape were singles. Yeah, they all yep. ended up being released as singles, yep. which is insane. Yeah, Gods of War is my favorite song on oh that. Oh my god, I album. forgot about that. I, I oh, I haven't heard that song in forever. And it's not even one of the singles that they released. No, it's not. It must be on the first side. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, I think it's the last song on the album. Okay, so yep. so then I guess almost all of the songs on the second side were released. Yeah. But that, I mean, that's a great song, and I mean, it's it's one of the, for me. It's one of the best songs on that album. And again, not many people know it unless you. Know well, and it. and they had to totally reinvent themselves because their drummer lost half of his arms between <laughs> that last album and, and this one. And they did a hell of a job. I mean, yep. who would have thought they would come back to be the powerhouse that they were? I know. I mean, they were they were the late '80s. Mm-hmm. Flag bearers for hair band, pop yeah. rock, hair metal, yeah. like they were at the top of the list. Yeah, and but they always had a little bit more balls than all the other hair bands. I'm not I sure I go as far as to call in like that balls. But. Yes, definitely. Like look at Poison. You know they were cool, but just they weren't as ballsy as Def Leppard. Def Leppard was always always like the more rock ballsy. Well, you know? they, they up till Pyromania, as, they weren't as pretty. Yeah, okay. you know, I mean, I think poison and I don't know. All You're these telling other me you didn't have it for Joe Elliott no, back in the day. I never liked any of them. Really? But like everyone else, like all the big hair bands were lipstick and pretty, and and they always had a good looking. That's true. Def Leppard did not. And so I right. feel like they were. That's why I think they were considered maybe more. Rock ball. Yeah, they had the hair, but they didn't have the lipstick yeah. and all right. the, yeah. like, the Well, and, and also, like, they definitely had, like you said, that heavier feel. They had that all the way through Pyromania. Yeah. The problem was they lost pretty much all of their balls when Hysteria came out. Rich. And now they did. I, like, yeah, I, I, um, I, have you ever heard Love Bites or Hysteria? Yeah, yeah. Those are oh, totally. S- yeah. My favorite album will always be Pyromania. Oh, totally. And I think the only reason why I let other songs in our bar from other albums of Def Leppard is because of you. And I 
like I can go through and through and listen to Pyromania. I know mm. I listen to like Billy's Got a Gun. The photograph the, is so damn good. It's all like mm-hmm. all of it is so good. Mm-hmm. And I do feel I, I feel you. I feel like they sold out. But well, I do, there's a couple songs, sure. I also I also think a lot of it was honestly like not making light of it was the fact they had to compensate for a drummer with one arm like they had no choice but to sound more processed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now that is no excuse for what they do with their backup vocals. So making it sound like there's an entire stadium of people singing with them mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with the one arm <laughs> drummer. That's just <laughs> poor production choices okay. or good production choices in 1987. Let's be realistic. I mean. I think everybody knows my disdain for 80s production. So yep. that's the pinnacle is the whatever shit Def Leppard was pulling with their backup vocals. They had like four guys, three, four guys that sung very well backup vocals, but you would never hear it on the album because it was a fucking chorus. Yeah. A synthesized chorus, which mm-hmm. it just it doesn't age well. Sorry. Yeah. Well, a couple of years later, Smashing Pumpkins came out with a song called Rocket off their second album, Cherub Rock. Um, which is not my favorite album. I like Siamese Gish. Dream. Uh, yes, sorry. Um, Cherub Rock is the first single off there. That, that's right. a song, man. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, again, um, a, a song off of this generation, like I would say they're grunge, one of the biggest bands from grunge, that's off their biggest, most commercially su- successful album. And, and similarly to uh, Def Leppard's Rocket, this was the lat, I believe, the last single on a very successful album that had many hit singles. Mm-hmm. And it's just coincidentally, yep. they're both happen to be rocket. Yeah. And it's amazing. The difference in, in production and what the songs sound like and how they've aged. Cause they're both very old. I mean, the smashing pumpkin song is from like 92, mm-hmm. 93. So that's a, that's an old song. Def Leppard's from 87, 88. That's only like a five or six year difference in between. Mm-hmm. And they, to me, at least it sounds like night and day in terms of, the sound aging well. Yeah, well, I think grunge did that. Grunge required a whole different production style, right? Yeah, like stripping it down. And yeah, getting, oh yeah. Getting all of the process shit out of there. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, listen to early Soundgarden. That's Mud Honey. That they stripped it down. That that's as raw as you get is old Soundgarden and Mud Honey and those guys, right? So. Um, you know, Smashing Pumpkins is just like the evolution of that. Yeah. No, they're definitely from the grunge era. I would argue they're not really a grunge band, and I'm sure you would agree, but they're from the grunge era, and right. they, they shared very, you know, sen- similar sensibilities. Yeah. I mean, like, grunge is kind of like a, a slippery discussion. Like, how do you categorize people? You know who is, but, yeah, like, if, if Smashing Pumpkins is not, are they just alternative rock? Yeah, uh, I would always I would assume they're all yeah. rock. Do you have right? to be from yeah. Seattle to be grunge? I don't think so. You know? No. Yeah, I don't no. Like Stone Temple Pilots is grunge, right? Yes. Yeah. But they're, they're not from Seattle. They're more grunge than Smashing Pumpkins. That's, that's I agree. how I would I agree. Yeah. But why? I think it's just the sound. Mm. Guitar? Yeah. The guitar? And mostly the guitar and I think the attitude and uh I don't know, just the attack. Yeah. I guess the attack yeah. is what I would say. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Um, all right. Do we want to, so we actually have two more to go, but we are up on time. So I suggest we play one. Which one do you want to play? Big time or Africa? It's your birthday. Let's play Africa. Nice. (laughs) All right. 
The greatest song ever. The great, yeah. So yeah that was, it's an internal joke. That's for Joe. Um, <laughs> all right, so that makes sense. But what I have to do then is... You're going to have to kill big time. Sorry, Peter Gabriel fans in the room. <laughs> and me, who likes the soundtrack of our lives. I don't know if anybody knows them. But they're the band I always try to push on everybody whenever I have an opportunity. We'll try it again some other time. Uh, who is the soundtrack of our lives? Before we they are on. a uh, band from Sweden. They unfortunately broke up a few years ago. Uh, they started in the late 90s and ran to like 20, 2016 or so. They are an extremely, incredibly talented band. Sound like a mixture of The Who, The Kinks, Pink Floyd. Uh, I don't know. You've heard a lot of them, hon. What, 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 what's your take on them? I don't know. I, I, I just like them. I can't. Yeah. I, they're I can't just a great. They're, they're, they're sort of like they're they're. I don't want to say they're a throwback rock band, but they definitely sound more like a like a '70s rock band than than stuff, you know, more modern. But and their lead guy has a great presence on stage. Oh my god, he's like a, he's like a giant bear, like this big 320 pound dude with a giant uh, beard, and he wears like a like a big priest robe because probably that's all that he's comfortably <laughs> fitting in. But he gets up there and he just stomps around the stage and like growls and but he uh, he has a and it's all in English too. I mean, these guys are from Sweden, but all their songs are in English. Oh, that's cool. Um, Interesting. But some other time we'll have to hear some T. Sewell. Yeah, let's. Uh, we can still jump back a few decades and listen to some Africa. <laughs>
All right, that was Weezer with Africa. Weezer is a band that used to write their own songs. Yeah. I don't know if anybody knew that. They just did that one cover album. Yeah, no, I'm just joking around. <laughs> That's um, a good album, too, the whole thing. Yeah. They I, did an uh, Andy Lennox song, uh, These Dreams. But uh, what's that band she was in? Oh, Rhythmics. Yes. They did a great job of covering that song. That's a good tune. Yeah. I remember that song yeah. from back in the day. Yeah. No, I mean, Weezer had a lot of great. But honestly, I don't remember a song of theirs since Hashpipe. And that seems like it was a long time ago. Was Holiday after Hashpipe? Or? Uh, 
I thought Holiday was a Green Day song. No, there's a uh, no. Holidays in the Sun. It's a it's a Sex Pistols song. We're all confused. <laughs> <laughs> no, and that's not the first time we heard that song. We played that on our covers night. And uh, if you know me, you know how I feel about the song Africa by Weezer slash Toto. It is one of the greatest of all time. I'd <laughs> say Toto slash Weezer, but I'm privy to that meters tune. Yes, yes, and I like the Red Hot Chili Peppers cover of it but changing the title and some of the words to hollywood yeah and honestly i like that version better too it's the first one i knew i I, that's the that's the first time i heard that song uh was when it was hollywood and in parentheses africa and i wasn't quite sure why that was yeah and then i found out when i finally heard the original meters version yep same with me and then i was like this is not as good it's it's still awesome oh yeah but it's it's not as good it's classic yeah but the Chili Peppers. I was think about it. I mean, the Chili Peppers' second album was produced by George Clinton. Mm-hmm. I mean, talk about you know giving a blessing of hey, these are white boys can play the funk. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of blessing are you gonna have besides George Clinton coming in smoking crack in the studio with you? That's it, man. What else did he produce by them? Just that's that? it. Freaky okay. Styley. Okay. The whole album. Yeah, it is a. That's a different one <laughs> black eye blonde yeah uh, there's there's some racy songs on there mm-hmm. some good ones man brother's cup is one of the most awesome underrated chili pepper songs i love mm-hmm. that we could do a chili peppers night <laughs> yeah, because man. they i mean they totally run the gamut i mean oh and there's so much shit to talk about yeah. i mean you, you can talk for three hours just about guitar changes yeah, exactly yes yeah now uh, drums too i mean jack irons jack yeah. smith the two great drummers yeah, and, and, and the first one was Cliff Martinez, mm. who has gone on to do, uh, do a bunch of soundtracks and scores. Been, I think he's won Grammys. Nice. Cliff Martinez. There we go. All right. All right, well, there you have it. Our show about songs that have the same name as another song. Damn, real catchy. I'm, yeah. I'm glad we came up with such a good name for We should have put our marketing heads on for this one. We man. really should have. It's been a, it's been, it's been a week, man. Yeah. Well, uh, B. Wren, Laura Love. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thanks for your Thanks support. for coming, ladies. Appreciate your support uh, tonight and, and every week, yep. allowing us to do our silly shit here. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> all right. Uh, so we will see you all next week, same time, same place. Good night. <laughs>
Ask yourself, 